Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. My name is Richard Davis, and this Abe Books podcast is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today's episode is a 10-minute roundup of some of the things happening in our bookish world. Let's start with space travel and a pioneering African-American mathematician. Katherine Johnson died this week at the grand age of 101, and she is famous for calculating the rocket trajectories and Earth orbits for NASA's early space missions. The 2016 Oscar-nominated film Hidden Figures described her life as a brilliant mathematician dealing with segregation and discrimination in the NASA workplace and beyond. Now, the film came about because of a book, as they so often do. Margot Lee Shetterly wrote Hidden Figures, The American Dream, and the untold story of the black women who helped win the space race. And that book became a non-fiction bestseller. Starting in World War II and moving through to the Cold War, the Civil Rights Movement, and the Space Race, the book follows Katherine Johnson and three other African-American women who worked on key NASA projects. It chronicles their careers over nearly three decades and describes the discrimination they faced as women and African-Americans. Such was Johnson's brilliance that astronaut John Glenn asked for her assistance specifically and he refused to launch unless she checked the calculations. Johnson also helped calculate the trajectory for the 1969 Apollo 11 flight to the moon. Johnson's pioneering work is all the more remarkable considering the obstacles that she faced. Barred from key decision-making meetings, Johnson and her African-American colleagues worked in separate facilities to the white workers and used different bathrooms and different eating areas. She had the job title computer, as in she was to be a human computer. Katherine Johnson was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2015 and Barack Obama later referenced her in his State of the Union address. Hidden Figures is a book worth reading. Now, let's switch to fiction, historical fiction that is. The Mirror and the Light, Hilary Mantel's latest novel, is published in early March. It's the final book in her historical fiction trilogy about Thomas Cromwell, a real person and a prominent figure in the Tudor court of Henry VIII. Cromwell was a blacksmith's son who rose to become one of Henry's most trusted advisers. More than one and a half million copies of Wolf Hall and Bring Up the Bodies, the two previous installments, have been sold. Plus, both books won the Booker Prize, which shows Mantell's skills as a writer. The previous installments in the trilogy were both adapted for television and stage, and The Mirror and the Light will probably get the same treatment. The Mirror and the Light traces the final years of Cromwell and starts in May 1536. Anne Boleyn has just been beheaded. Henry now has a third queen, Jane Seymour, not the actress, mind you. Cromwell, a self-made man, makes his way through these bloody times. Reviewers have almost universally praised the book. Could Hilary Mantel win the booker again? We'll see. Clive Cusler died this week, aged 88. 
Kuzler wrote easy-to-read adventure novels, more than 80 of them, and sold more than 100 million copies during a writing career that began in 1973 with a novel called The Mediterranean Caper. It starred Dirk Pitt, who was to become his most famous lead character. Often writing maritime adventures like Raise the Titanic, Kuzler's work was published in more than 40 languages. Kuzler served in the US Air Force during the Korean War. He later went into copywriting and advertising, producing radio and TV commercials. Dirk Pitt, a marine engineer, government agent and an adventurer, was named after his then infant son, and Pitt would go on to appear in 25 books. Kuzler liked to reimagine key moments in history and myth, and often wrote about historical artifacts. He paved the way for Dan Brown, and he had no illusions about the quality of his writing. In a 2015 interview, he said, I never had a highfalutin view of what I write. It's a job. I entertain my readers. I get up in the morning and I start typing. I want it to be easy to read. I'm not writing exotic literature. I like snappy dialogue and short descriptions and lots of action. Kuzler liked to write himself into many of his novels, usually as a helpful character, which is a nice perk if you're a self-employed writer. Next week, the New York Antiquarian Book Fair takes place at the Park Avenue Armory. Over 200 dealers will be exhibiting at the fair. A couple of folks from Abe Books will be there walking the floor and speaking to dealers. Say hello to Michael and Ellen if you see them there. Meanwhile, in Longview, Texas, Books and Barrels, a bookstore and wine bar hybrid, will open later this spring. The 2,500 square foot store will sell general interest titles for all ages and will feature a bar offering local wines and draft beer from a local brewery. Now that's my sort of bookstore. Now, on March the 7th, Booksellers across North America will celebrate Paper Bag Princess Day to coincide with the 40th anniversary of this feminist fairy tale. Robert Munch and Michael Marchenko's 1980 picture book is still going strong and loved by booksellers, librarians, teachers, parents and of course readers for its positive message that girls don't need princes, especially when they are bums. And finally, I can reveal Abe Books' most expensive sale from last week. It's a book that you all know, and one that truly changed the world. On the origin of species by means of natural selection, or the preservation of favoured races in the struggle for life, is the full title of Charles Darwin's book on evolutionary science. We sold a third edition, not a first edition, but a third edition, published in April 1861, by John Murray for $8,250. It's the most important science book from the 19th century and compares to Copernicus and Newton in terms of the greatest scientific works ever written. The first edition was published on the 24th of November 1859. Charles Darwin gathered much of the material for the book on the Beagle expedition to South America, the South Pacific and Australia in the 1830s. Demand for collectible copies of this book never lets up, and that's why a third edition can sell for such a significant price.
And that's all we have time for today. My name is Richard Davis, and you've been listening to the Abe Books podcast, Behind the Bookshelves, and we'll see you next time.